it's really important to make sure that whatever you're working towards is for you. Okay. Otherwise it's going to be hard to actually be interested in continuing to do the work if it's not for yourself. And that is something I think we learn as we get older. You know, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is what you think about yourself. Welcome to the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I'm Ray Ann Mullins, your guide on this quest to a vivacious life. Join me as we uncover the keys to ditch inflammation, conquer fatigue, and stride confidently towards a harmonious, health-filled existence. This podcast is your compass to a balanced and fit lifestyle. So get ready to elevate your wellness game and embrace the vibrant, high-quality life that you deserve. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. This is Ray Animal Lins, your host. Thank you so much for stopping by today. I love that you're here. I love to talk to you about balance and all things, you know, related to our body and our life, our lifestyle, our habits, and our happiness. So today let's talk about making positive changes. Okay, we all have something somewhere in our life that we feel like we could do better at or something that we want to change. So, of course, in this podcast, we talk about physical and mental changes. We talk about, you know, weight loss, we talk about body goals, things like that. So, I'm going to keep it in that um, lens for today. Okay, so are you guilty of doing all the things? Right? Today we're talking about simplifying your approach to a healthy lifestyle or to making a positive change in either your body or you know, in your lifestyle habits. All of what we talk about today can also be applied to maybe your business or career, your relationships or other parts of your life. But like I said, we're going to keep it related to reaching some type of body goal. Now, first, though, I want to tell you what prompted this topic. I have been in the process of kind of reassessing my entire business for, honestly, over a year. And the one thing that I keep discovering is that I am doing too much. I start too much. I complicate things too much. I have a bunch of programs, right? I like to create more programs. I just like doing it. So I keep adding to my plate. Um, I do this podcast. I teach strength work, strength workouts online. I teach cycle classes at the gym. I work with people one-on-one and I am finishing up a brand new certification to offer, guess what? Another service. So it's a lot. And I know that it's too much and something's going to have to give right? I haven't decided what that thing is, but I'm going to personally go through this process um, from my business. And I'll tell you about my body goals too here in a little bit. Anyway, I feel like when we're doing too much and I'm now kind of talking about my business, it makes it actually hard for people a to know what I even do, right? Like a lot of people are like, but wait, how can I work with you? Aren't you just a podcaster? Aren't you a trainer? Aren't you a nutrition coach? Aren't you a Hashimoto's coach? And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, sort (laughs) of. Right. So if we're doing that anywhere in our life, 
it can be really hard to be good at making changes or at being good at one thing. Okay. So that is kind of what prompted me to have this conversation with you because it's go, I'm going through it for myself physically with some body goals with my business. And I'm also working with several people that are kind of going through this too. So I thought, Hey, let's all talk about it. All right. So it's really the same thing with any kind of goal, business goal, weight loss goal, uh, relationship goals. If we are trying to do too much or trying to do it all, we just might not reach our goal because we are overwhelming our systems and possibly confusing our own body and mind. So let me ask you a question. We're going to, we're going to kind of change this to weight loss. Okay. Because I think the majority of you that listen to this podcast that I've heard from, and there might be people out there that don't have this goal, but the majority of you are people who want to lose weight or get more fit, like as in look more toned and have less um, fat tissue on your body. So we're going to kind of take that realm today with weight loss. So my question for you is when you think about weight loss, what do you think you need to do? Okay. Like, just think about it for a second. And if you're already working with me, then you you get to cheat because I've probably, we've probably already talked about it, but here's the deal. When I ask somebody, either a potential client or a friend or a family member, or just like someone I'm already working with, I get a lot of answers when I say, well, what do you think you need to do to lose weight? These are the answers I get. I get, well, I need to eat fish and salad. Most meals. I need to do more cardio. I need to go to boot camp. I need to take special supplements. I need to drink protein shakes. I need to stop going out with my friends. I need to go to sleep earlier. I need to drink a gallon of water. I need to drink special tea. I need to journal. I need to track food. I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to, right? They say all these things. They just start listing all these things that they feel like they're bad at, that they need to do, that they think is what they have to do to be successful with weight loss. And I can see their brain going into overdrive and I can see like steam blowing out of their ears, right? I can also see the fear in their eyes. And then I can see the light of hope disappearing because the more they think they have to do, the more discouraged they get, the more it feels out of reach, the more they feel like giving up. Does that sound familiar at all to you? Because it does to me right? I mean, not only hearing from other people, but I personally feel like that too. Okay. I I really can feel the exact same way. I empathize with that because I've been there. I'm actually there now, like with certain goals, um, not necessarily physical goals, but like business goals, other things happening in my life. So at the end of the day, like I said, we can apply this to anything that we're trying to achieve or to change in our life. Okay. So it's, it's so much to think about though, right? There's so many things to do or, or is there, do we really need to do all the things all at once? Well, sure. The more you do consistently, the better, but if you're not doing any of it consistently, you'll just start, you know, start over and over and over. You'll just keep doing it over and over. Like start, stop, start, stop, you know, go stop. That's what happens when we think we have to do it all. So instead of doing more and more and more, what if instead you slowed down and focused on doing less, but do those few things really well? 
See, I think as humans, we are addicted to suffering. Many of us believe that in order to be successful, we have to work super hard, right? Raise your hand right now if you're like, oh, yeah, to get ahead, I have to be working hard. So to get ahead in your career, you have to work late and work harder than anybody else. You got to be the best, you know, get noticed. To make the team, you have to be stronger and faster than everyone else. So you have to do extra workouts, get extra help, work harder and harder. So, you know, it's no wonder we put that same drive and work ethic towards weight loss or body change, right? Especially with an industry that says, you need to be working out more. You need to go harder. You need to take this pill. You need to do this program. You need to stop eating this. You need to eat this. You need to drink this. There's all these messages and constant information flooding into our brain. It's no wonder that we just stop because it's hard to keep it up, right? There's a huge problem with this, right? This this model or this mentality of like, I've got to do more, I've got to do it all. And the problem is, is that it's unrealistic, okay? We have unrealistic expectations of the actions and of ourselves. And then finally, there's burnout, right? So when you go into weight loss with this hardcore guns a blazing mentality, you might actually get excited at first. You know, that feeling, the excitement of a new diet or a new workout routine is really fun and kind of intriguing. But after like seven to 10 days of meticulously eating the diet food and doing the workouts, you might start to be disappointed to not see the results, at least not the kind that you're hoping for with all the effort you're making. That's when doubt starts to trickle in, right? And thoughts like, well, forget this. I still just want to live my life and I'm not going to be ruled by a diet. So I'm just going to eat French fries anyway. Who cares? Right? You go back back and forth from, I really want to do this to screw that. This is too hard. Like I'm... <laughs> this isn't worth it. I'm just going to live my life and I'm going to like my bigger clothes. (laughs) You know, I promise if you're listening to this, you've felt that at least at some point in your life, right? You're like, I'm one more, one morning. You're like, yes, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And then that night you're like, damn, I want a glass of wine. (laughs) So it's like you go from like hardcore, I'm going to do it all, do it all to like, you know, do I really want to do this? Me, I'll have some wine or some French fries. Okay. But then what happens is that slip up, and I hate to even call it that, but I'm just being facetious here. The slip up of having French fries or wine turns into a three-day binge that leads to terrible self-talk. You know, usually you're like, I suck. I can't believe I can never do this. I can never do anything right. I'm so dumb. Like, why is it so hard for me? Like, sucks. You know, like you have this horrible mentality. Okay. And then that thinking usually gets you like motivated, I guess would be the word, to finding, oh, well, I'm going to find a different plan. I'm going to find a better plan or a pill or like I'm going to go back to that other thing that used to work because I think it worked. And so basically you're starting and stopping, starting and stopping and looking for the next best information or the next best program, right? I mean, we've all been there. I've been there. You've probably been there. Maybe you're there right now. Maybe that's why you're listening to this because you're looking for more information, more information, more and more and more, right? And I can't tell you how many people I talk to that fall into this dieting cycle or this dieting trap and have been there for years and years. It's like these people see that it isn't working, yet every time I see them, 
they're starting some new plan that's going to work this time. It's like people are so afraid to let go of of this effort, of this like do more mentality, of this I've got to be on a hardcore strict program to see results. We've It's like we're scared to try a different way. Okay, so let's talk about that other way, a more sensible way of approaching weight loss or any body change. And that approach is doing less. Like what? <laughs> you know, we know that it doesn't work to do all of it all at once, right? Now, when I say that, I mean, yeah, sure, the end goal would be to do all of the healthy habits all the time, but you can't go from only doing one healthy habit to like seven in one day. I mean, sure, you might be able to do them all in one day, but are you going to be able to be consistent with it? You know, and, and you know, you probably already know this if you've tried and failed. You may have even been able to do it for a while and saw great success, but now maybe you've gained back some weight or you've lost the momentum of following those habits. Okay. Or maybe you've lost your muscle gains. You know, maybe you followed a good program for a while and then you just decided not to follow it anymore because you just felt like you couldn't keep it up and then you lose all of the gains that you got. Okay. So this happens all the time. And part of that is just life, right? But, but part of it is trying to do too much all at once. Okay. So I I just thought of this. Um, I'm actually in the middle of, or actually towards the end of it, an eight week or 60 day habit challenge. And it's really interesting because of the group, there's not very many people that are even still showing up, still participating. And I think, you know, if they would hear me when I say, look, you don't have to do them all perfectly. Like pick the ones you need to work on, do less, like do what you can. I just don't think people believe that that's really an option. And so instead of trying it, they quit or just don't show up, don't respond to me. And it's really hard to watch because every single person is absolutely worth giving a a good shot. So anyway, so if I'm telling you, you know, do less, you don't have to do it all. Then how do you approach this? Like if you want to make changes and I'm telling you, you know, do less and not to try to tackle all habits at once. What should you do then? Now, I'm not going to tell you how to lose weight today. This isn't about what to eat. It's not about what exercise to do or what supplements to take or anything like that. What I want to talk about are the areas that are, you know, just as important as the specific habits. So I'm going to just take you through seven steps. These are the seven steps that I would take a new client through or myself through when I'm ready to make a change. Okay. And guess what? You've heard me talk about this probably 20 times, maybe a hundred (laughs) times. I talk about it all the time because for real, it's that important. All right. And, and by the way, you can listen to my seven steps and kind of tweak it to fit you, but these are some very general good places to start. And this is what a lot of coaches follow. So I'm just giving you the Intel right now. So if you want to get a piece of paper and write down these notes, I would highly encourage that. So you can even pause for a moment. That's the cool thing about recordings, right? You can pause this, go find a notebook and a paper or a pen and write down these steps. And then I have homework for you because you know, I love some homework. All right. You ready? So step one, step one in the seven step process to making change and not doing everything all at once. Step one is what is your goal? You're like, man, come on. You say this every time, (laughs) but for real, what is your goal and why? 
Like, do you need to reach this goal? Right? Do you need to lose weight? Do you need to get fit? Like, and why? Or do you just want to reach this goal? Because there's a difference between need and want. Need may be that you're sick and if you lose weight, it could help you. Or maybe you have really bad knees and you know that if you could just lose 10% of your body weight, that your knees would feel so much better. Okay. That is more of a need situation. Want is going to be more like you want to feel good in your bathing suit or you want to just like feel better, sleep better. Those are, those are good. Those, the sleep better could be a need, but, but I would say if you just want to look better, um, or look younger or look more fit or do a competition of some sort, maybe a race, or maybe you want to sign up for the 29029 mountain climb or, you know, whatever. Those are more of a want. That's more of a, you like, you're, you don't have to do it, right? You just want to do it. And there's a big difference. Okay. So make sure you know what your goal is and why. Okay. Or here's another thing to think about. Is this goal for yourself or is this goal for something external of you? Like, are you just trying to lose weight because you are looking for a date? Are you trying to lose weight because you think your husband would find you more attractive? Are you trying to lose weight because you're, you know, someone said something to you? Like, why? Like, is this for you or for somebody else? Okay. Now, when I say, is this goal for you? I mean, Are you truly interested in reaching this goal or is it, you know, like I said, because someone else said something to you, right? That made you feel bad about yourself or judged you in some way. Okay. So it's really important to make sure that whatever you're working towards is for you. Okay. Otherwise it's going to be hard to actually be interested in continuing to do the work if it's not for yourself. And that is something I think we learn as we get older, You know, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is what you think about yourself, because at the end of the day, that's who you deal with the most. You are with yourself all the time, right? And you got to be happy to be with yourself all the time. And if you're miserable and hate how you feel or look, then absolutely it might be a good reason to come up with some goals. But if you really don't care, I mean, it's up to you, right? Okay. So it's really important, right? You got to know what the goal is and why you want to do it. It's super duper critical before you even start. And if you aren't truly desiring this goal, like I said, it's going to be super hard to stick to it. And that's when excuses pop up. That's when it's easy to let life take you off track. All right. Now, number two. So number one is what is your goal and why? Oh, hey, let me throw this out. The why Do you remember, I've talked about this before in past episodes and I've posted it in my free Facebook group too, but the five whys. It's like you write down why you want to accomplish something, like why you want to lose weight. And then you say, well, why do I want to? Well, I want to look good in, I want to look good for my trip in May, for example. And you'll be like, well, why, why do I need to look good for my trip in May? Because I'm going to be on the beach and I want to feel comfortable, comfortable in my bathing suit. And then you say, well, why do I want to feel comfortable in my bathing suit? And then you say, well, because I'm going to be with friends and I want to feel, I don't want to feel embarrassed about, you know, how I look in my bathing suit. And then it's like, well, why don't you want to feel embarrassed about how you look in your bathing suit? Be like, well, anyway, so you keep going. Why? You keep asking yourself why until you get to the root reason 
because it's probably not about the trip. It's probably not about the bathing suit. It usually comes down to something deeper. Okay. So try that. So what's your goal and why? And ask yourself why five times. Cool. Will you you do that for me? All right. The second thing is assess what you're currently doing and be totally freaking honest with yourself. There's no point in doing any of this if you're not going to be honest with yourself. Okay. There is no point. I'm going to say that again. There is no point in doing anything if you're not going to be honest. Do not lie to yourself. Okay. Do not lie to yourself and say, I don't know why I'm not losing weight. I'm not eating sugar when you know damn well you're eating sugar, right? Do not lie to yourself and say that you only have two glasses of wine a week and you don't know why when you know you're having six. People do this all the time, okay? We lie to ourselves because we're embarrassed. We lie to ourselves because we're ashamed. We lie to ourselves because we don't really want to face the truth. But there's no point in even trying to change if you're not going to be honest with yourself and truly assess where you are right now. Do not lie. Just be totally straight up with yourself and about what you are doing right now. Okay. Or if you have a coach, don't lie to your coach. There is zero reason to lie to your coach. Otherwise you're just wasting your money, wasting your time and their time. Okay. I guarantee you are already doing several things right. Okay. Don't lie to yourself because there's already going to be a lot of things you're doing right. And I think even the most unhealthy person still has at least one good habit, right? I promise you're already doing so many things well and right. So give yourself credit for what you're already doing. This needs to be celebrated. When I meet with clients, this is funny. I say, what's, so what's going on? Tell me what's going on. And let's start with the positive. And it only takes about 30 seconds before the person is telling me all the things that are wrong and bad. So I have to gently remind them to come back and finish what is going well because there's always something going well. It's so important to celebrate and recognize and have gratitude towards the things you're already doing right, okay? There's already enough negative in the world. Can we please just point out the positive, right? So once you have an assessment, okay, first you're gonna figure out your goal, figure out why, and then you're gonna assess where you're at. And it might be that you need to do this for a week or two. Like it's not, you're not going to be able to assess all of your everything in one minute. Okay. You might have to truly like think about it. Like, you know, and I have homework for you in a minute, but it might be something that takes a couple days or a week to figure out. Okay. But once you have a full assessment of what is reality right now, you can start to determine what you're doing well already. And then, then after you've figured out the good stuff, then you can figure out what you can do better. Okay, go ahead and make a list of what is good and going well for you, being honest, right? Maybe like, for example, you know that you should eat protein with all your meals and you do that all the time. Or maybe you're great at eating vegetables or maybe you're having very consistent workouts, right? Maybe that's like your thing and you're like hitting all your workouts and feeling great. These are all great. Okay, write them down. Then make a list of the areas that you know you can do better in. Maybe you're eating too much candy during the day. Like maybe let's say that somebody in your office has like a bowl of candy and every time you walk by, you grab a Hershey kiss. And by the end of the day, you've walked by 20 times. That's 20 Hershey kisses. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So like be honest, like think, like think outside of the box. Don't just think, oh, well, I'm, you know, eating good meals and I exercise. But what else? You know, are you sleeping? Think of all the areas of wellness. Okay. Um, so, so I gave you the example of candy or, you know, maybe you're skipping meals all day and then eating a giant meal at night and then you can't stop eating. 
right? And then going to bed. Or maybe you're not getting in any exercise at all, okay? So go ahead, be honest, and list out all the positives and all the negatives. Like really assess where you're at, okay? And if you need to be more consistent with your food, I would say even like use an app to track your food and be honest about your portions and be honest about what you're putting in there and don't forget things. That way you have a true assessment of where you're starting so that you know where to go. Because especially if you hire a coach, like if someone comes to me and I have no idea what they're doing, I'm not gonna be able to help them make a change because I'm not just gonna tell them what to do without knowing where they start. Okay. Now, step number three, keep doing what you're already doing well, right? Easy step. Just be happy that you're, you know, that you already recognize you have some good or great habits. Celebrate and be proud of yourself that you're not starting at zero. So that may not seem like a step, but it is because we have to acknowledge, you know, in our brain and in our body that we are not perfect, but that we do a lot of really good things. Okay. Step four, it's time to choose one thing. Remember the whole thing today is talking about doing less. Okay. If you're already doing a bunch of stuff, well, keep doing that, right? Keep doing that. Especially if it's a habit, just keep doing it. Like it's not, it's not hard. Like just keep doing what's already a habit. And then step four is choose the one thing from your do better list and commit to it. Maybe it's upping protein at each meal. Maybe it's something as simple as adding, like eating what you're already eating, but adding a little extra chicken or adding a little extra, you know, beef, whatever it is, upping your protein for, that's just an example. I'm not saying you need to do that, but that might be an area. Okay. Or maybe it's eating less sugar. Maybe it's walking most days, whatever it is, pick it and focus on it until it becomes a habit or something that you do easily most days. Okay. Now hear me. Don't pick four things today and try to do them all because then you're just right back to where you were starting, right? Pick one thing and work on it. So think about this. What if this one thing automatically triggers you to do other positive actions? Okay. Sometimes just by changing one habit, we easily do others. And one example would be, um, maybe you decide you're going to cut back on alcohol and what could happen there is if you cut back on alcohol, you might actually stop extra nighttime eating. Okay. So you're almost like by choosing one habit that you're going to work on, you might automatically help other habits, but you're going to focus just on the one. Okay. Maybe it's don't drink alcohol Monday through Saturday. Like you can have one glass of wine on Sunday and please, again, I'm not creating a habit for you. I'm just throwing out examples and ideas. Okay. Examples really. All right. So, but by doing that, you might be cutting out a bunch of extra like snacks on those five or six other days that you were having before, because sometimes when we drink wine, we don't really care what happens after the wine. And we might be going to the kitchen and grabbing like peanut butter and chocolate chips, which is my fave. But, but I tend to do that more after wine because our inhibitions are down and I don't care. So if I stop drinking wine Monday through Friday, even, and only have a couple drinks on the weekend, that's still going to be filtering into other habits in a positive way. I hope that that makes total sense. Okay. So now we're on to step five. After you choose the one thing, start to think about how you can incorporate it into your life. 
Okay, again, if it's drinking less alcohol, for example, maybe you come up with an alternative to your usual cocktail, like having a sparkling water with some apple cider vinegar in it with a slice of lime. That's yummy, by the way. Or having a cup of hot tea or go for a walk. You know, maybe maybe you like to get home and have a glass of wine before dinner to unwind. Well, what if instead of having a glass of wine, you do the other W, walk? Get home, change your clothes, and go for a walk instead of having a glass of wine. Both are going to relax you, but the walk is going to be more productive, right? It's less calories. You're actually burning calories, but it's also going to help you with your sleep instead of hurt you like the wine. So even though, for example, you know, wine, we think, oh, it's so relaxing and nice to have a drink after work. I mean, trust me, I like that too. But at the end of the day, going for a walk or having a cup of hot tea instead, or that mocktail of apple cider vinegar is going to be more productive for your body and your sleep. So choose an alternative to the action. Okay. So if drinking alcohol is a problem for you, instead of avoiding friends, suggest activities that don't have to include alcohol or bring mocktail ingredients to your girl's night out. You know, whatever the habit is that you choose and that you want to work on, you can find a way to make it part of your lifestyle. You just have to want to, and it's, you know, the main focus, just make it the main focus for your attention. And it will be easier to do so if you just decide on the one thing and you're just going to double down on that one thing. Okay. So I used alcohol as an example, but it doesn't have to be that. I mean, it can be anything on your do better list. Pick one. Okay. Pick one. Now, step number six is do not choose another habit or action until you have the previous one down as a habit. Okay, you may need a few weeks and that's okay. You might need a month. That's okay. Because let's say that I'm, I keep coming back to the alcohol example and, you know, it could be sugar, it could be whatever. But if you've been doing that for years, it's going to take a while to break that habit and to create a better habit. So instead of like beating yourself up over it and being like, well, that's, that one's too hard. I'm just going to do another one too. And then whichever one works is fine, but don't like pick one that you're really going to commit to work on it, work on it, work on it, work on it until next thing you know, it's not really that hard to work on. It's just part of your life. Okay. And don't worry about how long it takes. If you want true permanent positive change, it's going to take time. Okay. So step number six was do not choose another habit until the previous one is like done. Okay. Um, So I want you to remember here, though, that all habits and actions build on top of each other. So even if you're only focusing on one, right, doing what you already do, you're focusing on one plus doing all the things you already do well, then this one new action likely could lead to other results or other, um, it could filter into other habits. All right. Step number seven is repeat these steps. When you're ready, review your goal. Before you add another habit or try to change a habit or try to do something better, you need to always review your goal. It's so important to review your goal because things change, okay? So step number seven is repeat. You're gonna review your goal and your why. You're gonna reassess where you're at, okay? Paying attention to what is going well and what you can do better. Then you're gonna pick a new and only one new action to focus on. Okay, so review of the steps. Step one, what is your goal and why? Is it a need or is it a want? 
Is it for you or is it for someone else? Pick an actual goal that you really, really want to work towards. Step number two, assess where you're at. Be super honest. What are you doing well and what can you do better? Step number three, keep doing what you're already doing well and be happy that you already have some awesome habits and really congratulate keep doing those things. Don't change them. Step number four, choose one thing from your do better list and commit to it. Commit hardcore to it. Okay. Number five, after you choose that thing, think about how you can incorporate it into your life. Okay. Think of all the ways that you can work with it in your lifestyle. Okay. Step number six, do not choose another habit or action until you have the previous one down. Okay. And when you do, when you're ready, then you get to choose one more action. Okay. Step number seven, just keep repeating these steps. When you're ready, review your goal, reassess, pay attention, you know, what's going well, what can you do better, pick a new and only one action to focus on. So you might be thinking to yourself, okay, great, Ryan, but this seems like it's going to take forever (laughs) to accomplish. And I hear you. Yeah. it, It won't be magic or overnight. But if you want to stop the on and off again feeling or the dieting and the starting and the stopping and the seeking of new programs and new information, this is a method or system to follow. It's likely you know all you need to know. There's not going to be some miracle new discovery. I just don't believe it. I mean, in all these years, there have been new miracle things that come out. Yeah, it was epic. Yeah. Um. Octavia. Yeah. But you know what? Every single new miracle, awesome thing has a drawback and doesn't work for everybody. So the best thing to do is look at what works for you, what's not working for you and make adjustments. Okay. I've personally tried so many different ways. Okay. And I've, I've, I've coaching and teaching people and I've worked with a lot of people since, well, since 2003, I've started personal training and coaching people. Uh, and I've seen a lot and I've tried a lot. I've personally been through a lot of different programs. I've, you know, I, I feel bad about it actually looking back because I too would fall trap to some of these diets and ideas. And I would try to teach people that. And at the time I just didn't know better, you know, and now this is the wonderful thing about getting older, right? Is you have so much more perspective and wisdom and experience. And so I'm at that point in my life where, you know, I truly believe this is the only way, like what works great for one person may not work for you. So the best thing to do is write down what you're doing well and what you believe you could do better. All right. So your homework is exactly that. It's to get out a piece of paper and make two columns on like the left side of your paper. Okay. On one side, I want you to write down um, at the top, you can title it like good habits or positive habits, something like that. And then on the other side, you're going to say can do better. So on the left side, you have your already doing well. And then the right side is can do better. And then you're going to brain dump all of the positive things first. Okay. Don't even think about what you can do better first. Like I want you to go to the, what am I already doing well? Okay. And list down everything, you know, whatever it is, exercise, sleeping well, eating vegetables, like anything you can think of that, you know, deep down in your heart that you're doing well, because I promise you are. Okay. Then you're going to come over and brain dump all the negative stuff. Okay. So you're going to like write down anything that you think, you know, even if you do something once in a while, well, 
but you would like to do it more consistently, put that in the, in the, um, can do better because maybe it's as simple as like picking something that you already feel pretty good about, but you just wish you would do better at it. Then pick that, you know, like put it over there. And then what you're going to do after you've brain dumped all of the positives and all of the things you can think that you could do better, then I want you to, you know, look at all of the, um, can do better topics. Okay. Look it over. And I want you to pick the easiest. You're going to cherry pick the easiest habit to change. Okay. That's all. And then you're going to figure out how you're going to go through the steps. Then you're going to be like, how can I do this and incorporate it into my life so that I really do well? Okay. And then finally, this is the final part of your homework is I want you to email me and tell me what it is. Like, seriously, I want to hear from you guys. Even if I've never met you in person, do you know how freaking thrilled I would be to get an email from you? Like, I want that so bad. Like I do this to help people. And when I put a a podcast episode that I think is so awesome and good and I don't hear anything, it kind of hurts my heart. (laughs) And I'm not trying to manipulate you, but I would love to hear from you. I was like, just email me and tell me the one thing that you're going to work on. Now, I'm not going to coach you through that. I just want to hear from you. And if that makes you feel accountable and good, awesome. But seriously, email me, tell me what you're going to work on. Because what if it's the same thing I'm working on? That'd be cool. So my email address is rayannmullins at gmail.com. Couldn't be easier. It's R-A-E-A-N-N-E-M-U-L-L-I-N-S at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you're going to do. Okay. Even if you're like, I hate your idea and I don't like your podcast. I still want to hear from you (laughs) because I need feedback, right? Okay. And I want to tell you this, and I'm, I'm wrapping up here. I am all like, I, I feel like I'm always super honest and transparent with you, like maybe too much. You know, I think I probably make my family cringe sometimes when I talk about things. I mean, if they even listen to it. So I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling a little unhappy with my middle. Okay. So I decided, and I think I've shared that recently too. I just, this like mid age, you know, middle is starting to be an issue for me and I don't love it. So I decided that it was time to figure out what's going on. You know, I have Hashimoto's, which does make it a little bit harder for fat loss. It does make it a little bit harder because I have to be super careful, but I also don't want to use as an excuse. I'm so sick and tired of using things like that as an excuse, right? So I made the lists that I told you about. Okay. Like I did, I, I did exactly what I'm telling you to do. And I do it with clients, but I did it for myself. Again, I do this all the time, actually, not all the time, but every few, at least six months. And so I wrote down my positives and my negatives. Okay. And I'm happy to report that I have way more on the positive side than I do on the negative side, which made me feel happy. Like even, even as the coach, even as the person who studies this, like I still was like proud of myself. Cause I'm like, wow, I really, I really am doing better than I think. Like, so I can't be so hard on myself for thinking that, you know, my belly is getting bigger, but it, it, I feel like I'm really doing a lot of really good things. So, but there are a couple areas that I believe I can improve on. And these areas are big ones. Okay. And I think that even though there's just a few things I think I could do better, I think that they probably are having a bigger impact on my middle. Okay. And I, it really bugs me, but it's just true. I'm having a little bit more wine than I ever have. I've, ex- I've expressed that many times and it just hasn't been an area that I'm really willing to work on yet. And also I shared with you last week that I'm tracking my blood sugar levels and I've done really well with it. Um, but I feel like 
you know, honestly, I've started to add more sugar back into my diet and I'm not really sure why, but I do love to watch all these Instagram and TikTok videos of people making like gluten-free protein cookies and gluten-free protein cookie dough bark and all the things like that. Well, just because it's gluten-free, which is what's important to me and dairy-free, and it might have extra protein added to it, doesn't mean that the calories and extra food don't count. So, you know, even when I eat those kind of things, it doesn't affect my blood sugar, but you know what? I'm probably having more calories and just more food than I actually need. Okay. So this is what I'm talking about. I'm not going to tell you more about my list, but so that's what I mean though. Like make a list, be super duper honest with yourself and just start somewhere. So I'm going to personally start with the treats. Okay. I'm not ready. Really not. I'm not drinking. I make it sound like I'm an alcoholic or something. I'm not, but I'm not really ready to tackle the alcohol right now for whatever reason. I don't know why I just am not. So I think it'll be easier to me to just cut way back on having some of these extra treats. And part of how I'm going to do that is I'm going to stop watching all the videos on social media because all that does is make me crave them. So that's another tip. Stop watching videos that make you crave food. It's, it's fun to watch them, right? But I almost always want something to eat after I watch them. And I think more recently I've been indulging when I feel like it. So that's definitely not helping my pooch in the middle, you know? So, and while I'm here and thinking about it, please, please, that just made me think of this. Please be careful of the content that you're consuming online, especially on Instagram and TikTok. Consider the sources. If you're constantly seeking advice on these platforms, it's likely that you're getting information from a 25-year-old that has not yet experienced a midlife belly or hormonal changes yet. So just because someone on social media says that you need to add more days of cardio and, you know, whatever their tips are, doesn't mean it's necessarily right for you. Okay. That includes anything I share. You know, you must consider the source and how it relates to you personally. So take all the information and consider if it's really, you know, something that applies to you or not. If you're a 50 year old woman listening to a super fit 25 year old female, you know, that you know, that may not be appropriate. And I'm not talking bad about those, those 25 year old fitness or nutrition coaches at all. I'm just saying that they may not have the personal experience yet to really understand where a lot of us are. And I have learned this in my own practice. Some of the information, you know, that I used to share, I had not yet experienced. And now I see what really works and what doesn't. And now that I'm in this phase of my life, you know, I feel like, um, I have a lot more perspective, like I was saying earlier. So I just felt like it was really important to say that I'm not saying that I am the right person for you, but I want to be really open that, you know, we have to be careful where we're getting our information. Okay. So I hope you found this helpful today. If you want to know what habits are best and which ones you may want to get better at, you might, might want to just consider doing my balance method. I'm going to be starting a new cohort um, this spring, and I'm super excited about it. This is the Balance Method 2.0, which is going to have some new info in it. So if you've already done it and you want to check it out again, let me know. Or if you haven't done it and you're not sure, uh, just let me know if you want, want more information, and I'll make sure that when it's time that you see the information. Okay. If you're on my email list, you'll definitely get the information. But if you're not, let me know. We can get you on that email list, or I can just personally send you information when it's time. So you guys, thanks so much for being here. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast today. Remember, while we've explored incredible tips and insights, none of this is to replace personalized medical advice. Always chat with your trusted physician or healthcare professional before making changes based on what you've heard today. Stay inspired, stay curious, and keep striving for that balanced fit and free lifestyle. Until next time, take care and keep thriving.